The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn from savvy, street-smart entrepreneurs how to make the leap from running a stressful business that's always putting out fires to leading a successful company that is innovative, productive, profitable. Now, here's Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, sponsored by Inspire Nexus, giving street-smart advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders on how to take their company, firm, or organization to that next level with less stress, and more success. In other words, how to create and grow great businesses that matter, those that do well and do good. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. My motto is, If you do what you've always did, you will get what you always got. Therefore, move outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. So let's start right now to bring some magic to your leadership and business. Today's program is, Why Does Passion and Purpose Matter in Business? My guest is Tilde Wajardo the founder, chief executive officer, and chief visionary officer of Woman Ours, an organization to empower, educate, and equip women and girls to live the life of their dreams. Since her late 20s, Tilde has been a voice, advocate, and leader for women through teaching, speaking, mentoring, and organizing events and fundraisers to help bring awareness to critical issues such as child abuse, domestic violence, human trafficking, and breast cancer. As an international public speaker, she delivers messages of inspiration, hope, and the importance of relationship building through personal authenticity. Tilde will discuss how she identified her own passion and purpose and the process she went through to turn it into a business that is having a positive impact in her community and throughout the world. Welcome, Tilde. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Marsha. I appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this since we we talked about it and you invited me. Well, you know, it's a pleasure having you because I've known you for a couple years, and this is a way for me to get to know you better as well as for my listeners to know what you do. So, you know, you talked about passion, Um, and you said to me at one point, passion gives you the fuel to stay the course, and when it may not seem possible, you do it anyway. So what do you mean by passion, and how does that work? Well, passion for me and how it's worked in my own life, it might be different in in other people's life, but for me, it's really been um, identifying that 
thing or those things that drive me, um, that, that make me want to do more, that make me want to do better, that make me want to do something, um, for others. Um, so the way that I identified it is really a lot of passion for, for a lot of people comes from our own experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and mine uh, was developed and came from my own childhood experiences. I had a pretty traumatic childhood mm-hmm. um, where I was molested for many years. And it, it took a lot, of, a lot of healing and a lot of growth to come out of that. And to go from, um, you know, being ashamed and fearful and, and, um, you know, not knowing really who I was because I had let circumstances define, define that for me. Um, and going from that sort of mindset into more of a growth mindset and growing into and learning who, who I was and, and really who I wanted to be. Um, and so my passion stems from that experience. Um, in wanting to empower other women to step into their own power um, and sort of figure out the steps for themselves. I had my own path that I went through in doing uh-huh. that and, and helping other women to, to identify their path, um, you know, in stepping into their own power. Well, you know, it's interesting, and I just want to make a comment that uh, some of us, like you, um, get their passion from their childhood and, and negative experiences. Mm-hmm. And that says, I want to change the way, you know, I want to change me and then I want to help other women. And interestingly, my passion comes from more of a positive experience where I grew up in, um, in a home um, where we lived above my father's business. And it was a small mm-hmm. grocery store in a small community in the Northeast. If you can't tell, I'm one of those Yankees. And uh, <laughs> I I I saw how he treated his employees. I saw how he treated his customers. And when I was 19, um, he passed away. And so I came back from college. And I don't know how many people came up to me during that summer before I went back to college um, and told me stories about my father and told me stories of how he helped them during the tough times and how Yes, he made a good living, but he also did good as well. So that is what, you know, my passion is, is to help um, entrepreneurs and and business owners um, do well in their business, but also to do good. So, again, it, 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 you can get to your passion in many different ways. Um, Absolutely. So, so then tell me, now that this you've talked about your passion, um, how are you applying it to your business? And maybe start to say a bit about what Womanars is so that uh, the listeners can get a feel for it. Sure. And I'd also like to go back to your initial question about my passion because my passion has also been um, entrepreneurship. I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. My parents had businesses all the way since I can remember. So um, that part of of me has always been there as well. So it was combining that, those, you know, my experiences and then my love of entrepreneurship yes. and wanting mm-hmm. to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. uh, and having that mindset throughout my, my childhood and then, you know, my adulthood, obviously. Um, Luminars is an online uh, platform where we broadcast, we're going to broadcast online uh, classes and courses specifically designed for women. 
Um, mm-hmm. Their classes are centered around transformational growth, running five different verticals, which are finances, business, relationships, mind, body, spirit, and adventure, because we always want to remember how to have fun. Um, I think, unfortunately, today, a lot of us women forget to do that, and that's probably one of the most critical things in remaining healthy and thriving in our in our personal and our professional lives. Yeah, I totally agree. And I I kind of chuckled when you said fun and adventure. <laughs> because um as a kid I was a tomboy. Um and um you know, as soon as uh, many women, including myself, once you get into high school and college and marriage and all that, that kind of fades away. And what's interesting is as I got older, I said, I'm gonna take I'm gonna be to take that part of me and live it more, which is very adventuresome. Um, so, you know, I just can, I'm sure people can relate uh, a lot to what you're saying. Uh, you know, one other thing about uh, woman heirs and that I'm, I'm familiar with uh, is that you got involved with TEDx events and um, tell the, I mean, cause that was a real surprise for me. Tell the listeners, how did that come about and how have you, that, how have you been using that in your business? Um, you know, I became a fan of Ted probably back in 20, late 2011 or early 2012. Um, I was first introduced to Ted talk. Um, mm-hmm. And so I started watching them. And then while I was surfing through their website, I learned of TEDx events mm-hmm. and how you could um, become an organizer and organize uh, a local event in your community or in your city. And so it really got me thinking. And, and you know, I think, um, <laughs> to be honest with you, you know, I doubted what, because you have to apply to get a license and authorization mm-hmm. to do one of these events. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I put it off because I thought, who am I that they would give a license and authorization to do a TEDx event, you know, in Dallas? Um, and so even before even applying, I had already um, relegated myself to being denied that license and authorization. <laughs> um, and so um, it took me about a year to apply. Um, and when I finally decided there was an, a TEDx women's event going on, Just to clarify, the difference between a normal TED event and a TEDx event is TEDx events are locally organized, and you have Mm -hmm. to get the license and authorization to use the TED brand. And there's a lot of rules and and regulations that go along with that license and authorization. So as the organizer, I oversee that and ensure that the team is, um, is, you know, abiding by the rules and guidelines that's been established by TED as well. So um, when I applied in 2013 for the TEDx Women's event that was happening in December, I didn't think that I would get the application or get approved because the event was happening so close. I applied in August, I believe, and the event was happening in December. And I thought, well, if anything, I'll get it for the next year. And so I applied and two hours later, I received an email from Ted asking me if I was available for a phone call. They had looked over my application and wanted to, you know, speed the process through mm-hmm, if, mm-hmm. Um, if they could. And so, you know, long story short, I ended up getting the license and authorization within probably three or four days. And um, 
I had to put together a team to put an event together in, in three months, which was which was chaotic, but it was you know it was a huge learning lesson. And the reason that I really wanted to bring um, TEDx Turtle Creek Women to Dallas was because I saw a real gap. The the community here, and, and like many communities, I'm sure around the world, um, it's still very segregated. To where and segregated in both you know ethnicities and cultures and um, and also industry by industry. Mm-hmm. So you know once you get in your networking circles, then you tend to stay in those networking circles. And what I saw with te- with a TEDx event like this is to actually bring people and women together that would normally not network or know each other. Um, and so that's exactly what happened, and I couldn't be happier with it. You know, the teams have done an amazing job in, in helping me organize this. And, and then to see the, um, the diversity that's, that's in both our speakers and in our audience and our volunteers um, is really, really encouraging just to keep doing what we're doing. I mean, you see a plethora of age groups. And Martha, mm-hmm. you've been to to yes. one of our events, I believe, and you can see the difference in the age groups, the ethnicities, the industry that's represented there. I mean, it's really encouraging um, to me, and and so from that standpoint, it has been truly um, a dream come true for me to see um, all these people come together and grow something. You know, our first event was in 2013, our second one was in 2015, and now we're looking at 2016 in October to have our our third event, which we hope to make um, the best one yet. Uh, you know, going, to, I want to get back to your passion because uh, mm-hmm. you talked about um, how that impacts uh, womanars and, you know, the platform and everything, you know, that you are developing. Uh, and then we started talking about uh, uh, TEDx. So, how do you put that all together? You know, uh, mm-hmm. because many of us have passions and we tend to be going in, in different directions. And I think that's one of the things I'm finding when I'm coaching um, individuals who have a lot of interests and a lot of passions is to get them focused. And how do you bring them all together? And I'm just curious, how are you trying to do, to do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one way that I really saw... Um, the TEDx brand helping my womanars brand mm-hmm. is to align myself with a brand like that, a global brand especially, and one that's mm-hmm. well respected, um, mm-hmm. and and not only to be associated with with a brand like that, um, but also the access that it's given me to um, speakers. Um, um, to sponsors, you know, that I normally wouldn't have access to. Um, and now I can call my friend, you know. So I've, I've amassed a pretty, pretty um, fast network right. of individuals and organizations through both my own networking and um, taking it up a notch with the TEDx events. So from that perspective, it was strategic in just doing TEDx women events and mm-hmm. focusing on, on that and volunteering my time to do that um, because had I, I, I don't think had I done that under my own brand, you know, and right. wanted to bring a, a, an event like that to Dallas, I don't think it w- would have been as successful because it, it wouldn't have been, um, you know, first of all, volunteering, 
but also really for people to see the heart of what I want to do with Womanars, and that is truly to bring, um, to be able to put people on a, on a global stage that have amazing ideas and amazing stories and share them with the world, and also to bring people together that, uh, that normally wouldn't, wouldn't know each other. You know, and I think from that perspective, my my vision and my mission align very well with TED and uh-huh. TEDx events. Um, and so, from that perspective, it was strategically done. You know, um, for for that purpose. And I think, you know, I just came back from Geneva from a TEDx workshop and TED Global Conference, and there was five hundred of us organizers from all from all over the world there. And um, it was just incredible. I cannot describe to you. I mean, one one of my new friends, uh, Christina Wessos from from Spain, put it the best in a blog that she wrote afterwards. And the one word to describe it was simply inspirational. Right. To be right. in a room full of of people who are completely dedicated to changing the world and making a positive impact in their respective communities. You know, and to sharing the wealth of information that they've learned along the way um, was truly inspirational and transformational for me, too, to know that there's other people out there that are as passionate about doing good um, for others the way I am. And I think this is a, a, a perfect example of how you are applying your passion and purpose to your business. And another key point um, that I want to reiterate what you said, which is to be strategic. Um, mm-hmm. uh, because otherwise we are going in all different directions. And so it seems like a really good, quote, marriage, a relationship between uh, you and what you're trying to do with Womanars and with uh, TEDx. So um, it is time now for a short break. I'm Marcia Seidel, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Tilde. Uh, Guajardo, and you're listening to The Business Edge, giving street smart advice on how to create and grow great businesses that matter and that do well. Uh, when we come back, I'll be talking to Tilde to get into to uh, deep dive into her starting the, the business of a woman ours, what were some of her challenges, and what are the lessons learned. So stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into the Business Edge with Marsha Idol. 
To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to the Business Edge. Welcome back to the Business Edge, sponsored by Inspire Nexus, a social inspiration network. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. My guest today is Tilde Guajardo. She's the founder and chief executive officer of Woman R's, and she's been talking about why does passion and purpose matter in business. At the end of the last segment, she really did... Um, identify what her passions were, what her purpose was, and how that uh, she applied it into uh, building, starting uh, the uh, her business called Woman Ours. And now I would like to do a little deeper dive uh, to tap her wisdom um, f- as an entrepreneur, because she says that was also um, impacted her as in terms of what she's doing today. So one of the first things that I asked all, you know, all people who start their business, especially to help our some of our listeners who are thinking about starting or growing a business is, Tildy, what do you find most satisfying in owning your own business? What are some of the bright spots? Gosh, there's a lot, <laughs> Marcia, that I find that that are bright spots in being an entrepreneur. First, I like the flexibility. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy being able to set my own schedules. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, it, it, as a single entrepreneur, it's really helpful. I know it's it's more difficult for, for moms or single moms as entrepreneurs, but for me, um, in putting myself and my health first, first thing mm-hmm. in the morning, you know, in exercising, meditating, doing all those things, and feeling um, feeling empowered, being able to do that throughout the day. Um, when I don't do that, I can I can certainly feel the difference. But definitely the flexibility um, and knowing that I really, um, I guess I really my choices affect my my both my my personal and my professional life. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 making choices that that are good for both, or at least trying to make choices that are good for both. Well, I think what you're, one of, what you're saying about being an entrepreneur, not only does it give it flexibility, but you are your own boss, and you make those exactly. choices. And you can't blame management or can't blame your boss. Um, it, it's you and, you, and you're taking control of your life. This is a really good example of that. But, but you know, there are bright spots, and uh, <laughs> there are challenges. And so what have been some of the challenges for you in getting womaneurs off the ground and now growing it? Um, you know, I've had other businesses aside from womaneurs. One of the first businesses I had when I was married was a fence and deck building business that we had. And then after that, um, we had a um motorcycle tire and accessory store that was, you know, a physical uh, location, and and we moved it to online selling tires um, online. So Mm -hmm. this is my third business now. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not my first one, so those two other businesses um, certainly helped me with with this one. 
But with this one, it was totally different because it's all online. So it was a huge learning curve for me. And when mm-hmm. I first started it in 2011, we launched our first website. Um, I really had no clue about video production, about technology. <laughs> I was still <laughs> work- <laughs> you know, I was still working at Southwest Airlines full time and, mm-hmm. uh, and trying to do both. So there was a huge learning curve and it was, it was not easy, but it was fun for me. Um, you know, luckily for me, most of the things that I do in my business, um, are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, take for instance, inter- inter- the interviews that I do, you know, you were one of those inter- people that I interviewed recently and I really enjoy that. I, I really enjoy, um, the video editing and, and, and putting the story together that makes it come alive for the viewer. I enjoy doing those things. What I don't enjoy yes. <laughs> track of the finances. Yes. <laughs> and the little details, you know, that bog us down a lot of times. So, um, you know, from from that perspective, the, the learning curve for me with Woman Arts was the hardest. We launched our first website in 2011, and we launched it with primarily inspirational videos, about 30 or 40 of them at that time, mm-hmm. that were all personal interviews. Um, of women who had uh, transitioned uh, from corporate life into entrepreneurial life and telling the story of how they did it and, you know, the struggles that they faced. And and it ran the gamut, really, of corporate women as well as women in transition. One of them, you know, was coming out of the sex industry and starting a new life. Um, So so really just a, a vast array of storytelling is how how we launched. And so now in developing this website, the new website, which encompasses, you know, the inspirational storytelling videos, the educational courses and classes, as well as um, the community, mm-hmm. a collaborative community. Um, again, it's been a huge learning experience. You know, I, unfortunately, one of the biggest lessons I learned is um, making rash decisions and not thinking them through and spending a lot of money on consulting and, and other things that I probably shouldn't have um, that were a waste of money. So, um, but they were huge learning lessons as well. So, you know, hindsight 2020, not, I haven't made those mistakes again. So, um, you know, from that perspective, it's, it's definitely um, hurt sometimes and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where passion, this is where my passion has helped me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, you know, I launched the first website in 2011. It's now 2015. I've been working on the launch of this second website, which has taken a lot of hits from, I went through three developers, oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> finally landing on the, on the third one. Um, right. and, and, and unfortunately now we've lagged behind because the web developer has become ill. So mm. It, mm. it's things like this that have been happening that, you know, normally most people would give up. Right. But I really, I really believe in what I'm doing. I know that it's needed. Um, and, and so I'm staying the course. And I think that's one of the, one of the true um, key characteristics of the entrepreneur is that resiliency. Yes. You know, you and, know. Focus, and focus. Yes, because that's exactly where I was going to go with this. What I'm hearing is 
a couple things that I think our listeners, uh, these these little gems, um, you're going to make some mistakes. Um, mm-hmm. no matter what, you're going to make mistakes. You're on a steep learning curve. Um, yep. the other thing is that if you have your passion, if you know, if you have your vision and your passion, that will get you through the, the really tough times. Um, yep. and then the other thing that has become a, a, um, sort of a saying for me is that success is not a straight line. Uh, we think we go from A straight to B. Well, we don't. We take some side roads. Um, and as long as you can come back to that line where you are moving towards your goal, I think that's that's a, a key point that you're making and, and that resiliency that you need. Any thoughts about that? Any further thoughts? On the resiliency factor? Yes, yes. You know, I think that's... Again, it goes back to your vision and remaining focused on why, you know, the, the reason, my why yes. uh, in this business has not changed, uh-huh. you know, and I think it's imperative for any entrepreneur to know their why um, because I think that remains constant. Now, everything that surrounds that might change and has to remain flexible, But your why always stays the same. And if your why always stays the same, then you're able to stay focused. And you're able then to be flexible about the way that you get to that vision or, you know, accomplishing your mission. Um, So I think from that perspective, you know, your resiliency stems from remaining in your why. Right. Um, and just an aside for our listeners, uh, Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K, has a great TED Talk on on the why, you know, knowing the yes. why. Um, so I mm-hmm. would just, you know, uh, advise um, our listeners to go and, and go to TED and just put Simon, S-I-M-O-N, S-I-N-E-K, and you'll come to that and several of his other talks. I want to get back to... Um, Something you had you talked about before, which is you interviewed almost a hundred women, including myself. So I have to mm-hmm. you know, full disclosure on that. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what was your biggest aha, or what were some of the things that I mean? When you interview a hundred women, are there certain themes or certain things that that you see that go across all these interviews, or some of the things that are very unique? So talk a little bit about that. You know, those definitely common threads for mm-hmm. for women. Uh, and, you know, my, the women that I interviewed were successful in their own right. And, mm-hmm. and I say that because success is defined whichever way the individual defines it, right? Mm-hmm. So um, all of you have, were doing the things that you loved. Mm-hmm. And the couple of the common threads that, that I saw are um, you're, you're confident in who you were. I mean, you, 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 they knew who they were, mm-hmm. and they had gone through the process of identifying that, and they made no, no, um, no excuses for who they were. You know, they were proud right. of right. the women mm-hmm. they had become. Um, the other thing is, um, I think the just the confidence level, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. very confident, very, 
Um, they knew what they were passionate about, why they were doing what they were doing. Um, they all had a why. They ha- uh-huh. all had identified that. And um, the third thing was is that all of you wanted to give back, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, and were very generous in wanting to con- convey your, your lessons learned to others, and especially young girls and women. Um, right. So those are the three things I think that, that were very common. Um, and a lot of you came out of corporate America and, and were had transitioned into entrepreneurship and, and had done so because, you know, they had identified their passion and were using those innate talents and gifts that been, that had been honed in, in corporate America and now were being applied to their own business. Um, so, you know, there was, there was a lot of things, but you know, all of, all of you seemed very happy, <laughs> you know, and a lot of you have left six figure jobs, just like I did, you know, mm-hmm. in a, in, in a job and were much happier. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think that's where, you know, identifying that why and the, pa- the passion, um, is, is really important because once you live, live that out, now you're, you're, I don't think, and I want to put this disclaimer out there because you and I talked about this. I don't think your job has to be your passion. I think your passion can be outside of your job, but as long as you're doing and you're aligned with your passion and purpose, yes. whether yes. it's in your job or in your life, your personal professional life, it doesn't matter. And if they align perfectly together, then that's, that's great. But if they don't, um, I think we still have to have that passion outside of work. And if we're doing that, it makes us really, um, really more happy people, you know? Right. You know, you talked about uh, that you had transitioned from a 20-year career at Southwest Airlines into entrepreneurship. And um, still on the uh, topic of biggest challenges, and we have about um, three, four minutes more. What were your biggest challenges, or what personally, and then what, and in terms of the women you interviewed, going from corporate to entrepreneurship? Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Well, I know with my own experience, Marcia, I went from being so busy because I was working a full time job and um, you know, working on webinars and not being that busy anymore kind of freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, um, and, and I still find myself a little freaked out not having stuff to do 15 hours a day. So um, the transition from being so busy or, and, and, and then not was a little difficult and trying to, um, to set a schedule for myself, ah. you know, has been the hardest thing for me to, to do for myself so that I am, I'm not, uh, flailing in the wind, so to speak, and, and keep going in the right direction. But that probably was the hardest thing for me is not to be as busy, um, or trying to make myself busier. Mm-hmm. Um, and still just spinning my wheels and not going anywhere. So it, it took months, really, for me to realize what was happening and to take a step back and say, okay, 
you know, these are the things that I I have to do. And and I don't know if you're familiar with Brendan Bouchard, but listening to one of his videos um, really made an impact on me. And that's why, you know, the mornings are probably the most important for me now um, because it is having that schedule and, and making time for myself so that I'm, I'm having that clarity and, and mental focus for the rest of the day. So, and I think that's, that's one of the things that, that a lot of women face, you know, when you're going through transition. Um, uh, another thing is, you know, you, you, um, you face a little bit of fear in right. <laughs> in leaving that, that um, secure job mm-hmm. and paycheck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, six figures is no laughing matter. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so to leave that, I mean, you have to have, it takes courage and it takes a lot of bravery to do so. And I think uh, we forget that. And so we let fear um, run amok sometimes in our heads and we, we allow the, the mind chatter to take over. And, um, you know, it, it takes some relearning to mm-hmm. to stop the mind chatter and well, to start telling ourselves a new story. This is a great time to take a break, but I wanted to also add that uh, my experience working with people in transition, both male and female, mm-hmm. uh, men and women, um, the, the same things that apply to what you, you've talked about, women going through transition, men have to, the same thing. It's, a, uh, it, it's uh, issues of identity. It's issues mm-hmm. of how do I live my day? I'm, you know, how do I schedule it? Um, and the fear, you know, fear of, fear of failure. And, mm-hmm. and if we can realize that these are common issues that you face when you leave something, when you get out of your comfort zone. This is really getting right. out of your comfort zone. So at mm-hmm. this point, uh, we're going to take, it's time for a short break. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Tildy Wahond- Well, <laughs> uh, Just let's say Tildy. Right, let's just go there. You're listening to The Business Edge, giving street smart advice on how to create and grow great businesses that matter, those that do well and those that do good. Stay tuned. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. 
up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned in to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to Business Edge, sponsored by Inspire Nexus, a social inspiration network. I'm Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. My guest today is Tilde Guajardo. She's founder and chief executive officer of Woman Ours, and she's been talking about why does passion and purpose matter in business, and she told a really inspiring story about how she got involved in in building, uh, starting and building Woman Ours, and now um, I want to tap her brain because I think is... Um, you know, to find out what are some of the lessons learned so far in your entrepreneurial journey? What is it that others who are either starting their business or growing their business can learn from you? So what are those some of the things that you've learned? I think um, one of the biggest lessons I learned has been to be easy on myself. Mm. That's probably number one. I think, you know, most entrepreneurs are type A personalities mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and demand perfection, um, mm-hmm. not only from others, but from ourselves, especially. And we, we, we tend to be the hardest on ourselves when, when things don't go our way or, you know, we, we make a mistake. And um, entrepreneur, as entrepreneurs, we make a lot of mistakes. And so I think... Um, the, one of the biggest lessons learned for me was to be kind to myself and, and to, you know, to bounce back, um, because you can't wallow in your mistakes. I mean, you can only learn from them and move forward. So that's probably been number one. Um, another huge lesson for me has been, uh, team building Mm -hmm. and being an effective communicator means that, um, you know, first you have to convey your vision mm-hmm. and, and, and ensure that your team, um, and TEDx has played a crucial ro- role in this, in ensuring that my team knows um, what that vision is mm-hmm. and, and to be surrounded by team members who not only get it, but who want to, to help you make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, from, from, from a team perspective, the collaboration um, and being a collaborator um, has been has been another lesson learned. And it, what exactly does that look like? What does that feel like? You know, we use that term a lot, but a lot of us still don't know exactly how to do that. Um, so, for me, the collaboration part is simply um, giving. <laughs> you know, giving. Um, 
and helping people when they need when they need help and mm-hmm. it being reciprocated. So um, I think those are those are probably the two um, two biggest. And to say thank you, <laughs> as easy as that may sound. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, acknowledging others um, and thanking them and being grateful for any help that has been provided, um, I think is crucial to, to our success. So I think as, as, as little as that may seem, it's still a huge gesture for people. And, you know, um, I, I thank you for these three lessons learned because some guests who come on, they they focus on a, you know, you have to have cash flow. Well, of course you have to, you know, <laughs> monitor your cash flow, obviously. Right. right. Um, uh, and you have to build your systems. Yes, you do. But the thing that is forgotten at times is the personal growth and the personal leadership and the personal awareness of of you and how you're living your life and how you are building your business. And so one of the things um, that you said that really clicked with me is the idea of, well, there's uh, several, but team building, uh, communicating mm-hmm. your vision. Um, uh, being an entrepreneur is not the lone wolf. It is not, as I say, taunt, um, uh, the lone ranger had Tonto. You know, you have to have people to help you. Um, and and they have to buy in to your to your vision, um, and right. and then the uh, other thing you said, and I think um, if you would like to just expand on it just a bit, is to um, <laughs> which I see a lot in women is to uh, be easy on yourself, um, mm-hmm. not 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 to you know that no one's perfect and we make mistakes, and I know that's a lesson I've had to learn and I am still learning it. So so, any further thoughts on that? <laughs> um, gosh, um, where do I start, or which story would you like? <laughs> well, you we know, can make it, it brief, you know, a minute or yeah. two, you know, no, maybe a person. Yeah, no. You know, I think for most women, and in my interviews, this has come out, you know, we struggle with beating ourselves up, and, um, and when something doesn't, um, doesn't, doesn't turn out the way that we expected, you know, we automatically blame ourselves and, and at times we tend to wallow in it, which, which stumps us and it keeps us from moving forward. Um, mm-hmm. we, it, it, it makes us feel stuck. Right. And so what I've learned is that the more that I wallow in a bad decision or a mistake, um, then, then I'm stuck and I don't want to be there. So, you know, for me, it's been, been, I've been able to change that little voice, <laughs> the mean voice that's in our heads and, right. um, and, you know, and just move on from that. And, and, and I really, and, and you're right, this happens mainly to women. Um, right. because in, in the interviews that I've done, you know, it happened a lot and it wasn't until we, we start to be more gentle with ourselves and kinder with ourselves and realize like, hey, it was a mistake. What can I learn from this? You know, right. that should be the question that we ask ourselves all the time when we make a mistake or when we make a decision that wasn't in our best interest. How can I learn from this? Yes. And I think that will really help change the future and the steps moving forward instead of um, other voices that, that, 
that hold us back and keep us in the same place and keep us making the same mistakes over and over again. Right. So, so uh, you know, at this point, because I would love to, to hear more from you, but our time is, is short, and I want to make sure that... Um, uh, listeners know how to contact you, and uh, perhaps you have something that you you know want to tell them further about Woman R. So um, you know this is your time to to talk talk about um, you know how to contact you and and some of the other things about your company. Thank you, Marsha. I really appreciate you having me on the show and and giving me the time. Um, to talk a little bit about Womanars and, and the future. Um, like I said, we are currently developing a new website, which will provide um, inspirational stories, um, educational content, um, all centered around transformational growth um, mm-hmm. along mm-hmm. finances, business, relationships, mind, body, spirit, and adventure. Um, right now we do have a splash page up at womanars.com, and for anyone that wants to receive our newsletters, our monthly newsletters. Um, They can sign up there by providing their email address. Um, If you want to contact me directly, um, I do give um, talks and and speak throughout the the country and the world. My last few talks that I gave were in Russia in the month of August. Um, So, you know, you can contact me at tilde at womanars.com or... uh, link up with me on LinkedIn. You can see my speaker bio sheet there as well. Um, and also the TEDxTurtleCreekWomen.org website is up and you can um, sign up to receive that newsletter as well so that you can receive updates as to, you know, any, any mixers or salons that we might be having throughout the year um, mm-hmm. leading up to the event in October. Highly recommend uh, people connect with us there as well. Well, I want to thank you so much, Tilde. It's been such a pleasure, and uh, I want to wish you happy holidays. And now it's time for Marsha's Musings. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. What's impossible today can be possible tomorrow. For many years, it was widely believed to be impossible for a human to run a mile in under 40 minutes. Picture this. It's a windy spring day on the 6th of May, 1954, during an athletic meeting between the British AAA and Oxford University. Roger Bannister crossed the finish line with a time of 3 minutes, 59.4 seconds, and broke the 4-minute mile physical barrier. This was so noteworthy that Forbes named it as one of the greatest athletic achievements. What made this event more significant is that once the four-minute barrier was broken by Roger, within three years, 16 other runners did it as well. So what happened to the physical barrier that prevented humans from running the four-minute mile? Was there a sudden leap in human evolution? No, it was the change in thinking that made the difference. Bannister had shown that breaking the four-minute mile was possible. Previous runners had been held back by their beliefs and mindsets. When the barrier was broken, other runners saw it was possible, and then 16 runners went on to do the same. 
We need to realize that our beliefs and mindsets limit or expand our world. Beliefs have power over us because we treat them as though they're true. Beliefs influence what we attempt to do or achieve, what we pay attention to, and how we react to different situations. Our success and failure begins and ends in what our mind believes is possible. So here's a smart moose tip. The first step leaders can take in influencing the world around them is to change how they think about it. If Roger Bannister accepted that the four-minute mile was a physical limitation, he would never have tried to break it. Just like the runners of time past, many of the barriers that hold us back today exist only in our minds. So here are three smart moves questions. First, What are the barriers that are holding you back in your leadership and business achievement? Could one of the barriers be your own limiting beliefs? Successful entrepreneurs and business leaders are optimistic rather than pessimistic. They are confident that positive outcomes will prevail if pursued. They are also risk tolerant as well, self-directed, strategic, and action-oriented, just like my guest Tildy. So what about you? How well do you measure up to those who are on a success track? Find out by taking the entrepreneur edge and the emotional intelligence profiles. You'll get immediate feedback and a personalized report to power on and power up your performance. Start right now. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972 380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Next week's program on December 25th to bring more magic to your leadership and business is an encore presentation, building a powerful network in LinkedIn builds your net worth. As an entrepreneur and business owner, it is your responsibility to manage your company, your employees, and to generate business. But in juggling many plates in the air, some may fall, and for many of us, what, and what falls is lead generation. My guest is Lisa Barnum, a hospitality industry keynote speaker and internet prospecting guru who will tell how networking online is a time-efficient and cost-efficient way to keep the leads flowing and the clients coming. Wishing So at this point, I want you to, I'd like you to just tune in next uh, Friday, which is December 25th. Um, it's also uh, you can it's also recorded, and so you can listen to it at any time. And at this point, I'm wishing everyone a wonderful holiday season and new year. The Business Edge will continue to bring you cutting edge programs and guests to help you make 2016 a very successful year for you and your company. Remember, all these shows are archived, so you can listen anytime, 24/7, to bring magic to your leadership and business. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, those who asked what happened. Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. As a smart moves coach, let me show you how. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smart 
movescoach.com or call me at 972-380-9181. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach and Speaker, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. Remember, To be successful, you must get outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach. Join us again next Friday, noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make the leap from a stressful to a successful business.